nature is in danger and so are we a few years back when this reality dawned on me i was passionate about living a sustainable lifestyle and spreading this awareness hi i'm pallavi founder of the eco loop a civil engineer by profession now turned into an ecopreneur this podcast will give you useful resources to take away so you can start or fuel your sustainable lifestyle if you want to embrace health and peace in your and your loved ones lives this podcast is for you this podcast is an attempt to share my journey of learning and implementing a sustainable lifestyle with the swaps i made we will celebrate and get some impactful hacks from many amazing self motivated women who are creating a huge impact with their simple eco friendly practices let's inspire each other and keep the motivation to live in sync with nature so join me in these fun filled discussions with some great insights from a new episode every week the episode begins Hello everyone. Welcome to the Eco Shiro's podcast. I'm so excited to talk to our very first guest on the podcast, Mrs. Anu Ayer. I was so inspired to see her commitment to not let any food waste from her house escape to the landfill. To that extent that if she knows she cannot compost some food, she refuses to get it into the house. Anu Ayer is from Chennai. a former flight attendant currently a homemaker she is passionate about eco-friendly lifestyle and minimalism she writes a blog along with a newsletter about her favorite tips on various topics including sustainable lifestyle she believes that we all need to do our bit to combat climate change and no step is too small if it's done consistently so let's welcome anu ayer Hi Anu, good morning. How are Hi. you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me here. Growing up, were you always a nature lover, or was there any influence of your family? And uh, or if not, then how did you acquire the affinity towards nature? Um. First of all, thank you so much for having me here, and good luck on your. new thank you uh, so much this is a great idea as far as nature lovers concerned i think human beings are hardwired to be uh, that way i don't think i'm specially so in that way as far as my family is concerned like i said the sustainability and things like that if that's what you mean i think growing up in the 80s most of us the lifestyle was yeah. such that we we all we were already minimal Uh, we used public transportation there was in plastic everywhere and yeah. uh, we consumed what we bought we consumed less so that was part of the life and i'm sure these things somewhere changed um quite a lot uh in the 90s and that's when you started hearing people talking about oh there's plastic everywhere and you know it takes forever to um, get destroyed i really didn't uh, think much about it until um Say mid two thousands when I started working, mm -hmm. I um, I used to travel a lot to Germany, and uh, by that time, they had already established these practices for recycling and things like that. Like if you went to a grocery store, you didn't really find plastic bags, and you had to carry your own stuff. So it became such a part of my life, and I just continued that way. 
And then with more and more talk about these things happening, I, I was more aware of people around me who had started making these changes, like, you know, making compost and things like that. Although I was aware of all of this, I really couldn't do much about it until I quit my job and I was, um, um, and then I had like, I wasn't in a traveling job anymore. It was much more easier for me to make these changes more sustainably, like, you know, start making compost and taking care of it and things like that. So that's when I started on my own, but I had known about this for years before I started. So I understand when people are reluctant to start something like this and yeah, uh, very it true. takes sometimes forever to have those habits. Uh, see, um, my father always used to buy groceries in our house and he used to carry his own bag. And I remember getting these bags that you can carry in your pocket and he was so happy with that. And then, so I wasn't doing that. And then I realized that I'm just getting back to what I've always seen people around me do it. So absolutely. Again, it's not just grocery bags and things like that, right? Like, you know, uh, my grandmother used to do a lot of stuff around the house, which is just recycling stuff and reusing them. And my mother's still like that. She, um, doesn't waste anything. She buys like groceries that are like, exactly required and consumes everything or gives it away. So there's zero wastage homes were already there. It's just the ones like us who've lost our way in between are getting back to it now. True, true. Very true. So, uh, so there was no trigger in life that made you embrace sustainability, but you just absorbed these, uh, or, you know, you were observing these changes happening around. And at certain point, yeah. you just uh, embraced. Just slowly changed. Slowly changed. Slowly. Okay, that's nice. So what are the eco-conscious activities uh, that you have adopted? So um, I, you've read my blog. I yeah. started with like the 50 things I do for uh, a more eco-friendly lifestyle. Um, but the fact is that the, the habits that have more bang for the buck are composting, making enzyme cleaners and things like that. So I think for each one, they have to decide what they have time for and what changes they can make that will make a big difference. So for me, I felt uh, uh, making compost that would eliminate the need for throwing away garbage. And uh, so that, that, that was a major change that I did. I anywhere used to carry my own bags for groceries and produce bags. I go and do all this. But see, if you're looking at impact, these you have to look at what has a bigger impact. I feel compost making or like not using chemicals for cleaning, like making your own enzyme cleaner, those make a lot of difference. But if you even if you don't want to start with something like that, if somebody, for example, if you are a regular meat eater, even reducing the amount of uh, consumption by like even one day or twice a week would make much more of a difference. So one has to weigh um, what is more important. But I do quite a lot of things, and I slowly is getting more and more. Um, so I every time you find, you just realize how it's done. Like you. It's all about establishing the habit, right? So yeah. I I just try and see if I can change it. And what I've also realized with something like composting is that it's not as hard as it looks. Mm -hmm. So I'm more open to trying um, more of such practices. 
That's very nice. Like yeah. first time, uh, composting took me five years to start doing. I thought, uh, oh, it's going to have worms and it's going to stink and all that. Uh, but then uh, enzyme cleaner it took me just three months. And so I didn't have like so much of a um, yeah, I... to start some new practice. But if there is some like, for example, there are a lot of buildings which, you know, take away your uh, wet waste and they'll compost it in their own uh, in in India, uh, spaces think, yeah. or what? In India, a lot of yeah. people do that. Yeah, so yeah, when it's exactly. done at such a large scale, and you can encourage more people to do it, and I think it's fantastic. And yes. if that's the only source of friction, then uh, if you, if you are, uh, I mean, it's a good way, a place to start, and eventually you'll realize that it's easier to just do it yourself. You can do it yourself too. Yeah, true, true. So, uh, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel these tasks are strenuous or like, you know, what is a feeling and uh, struggle, if any? Like, what keeps you consistent? And uh, if you miss a day or two, what keeps you going? Like, uh, do you come back to your old habits or, you know, it, uh, but it, I think it just becomes a way of life, right? Exactly. You answered it yourself. And like I said, it doesn't take that much of an effort, which is what I realized after I started. It seemed like a lot of work. I thought mm. I wouldn't have the time and other things. But uh, now it's such a integral part of our daily life. And um, I'm sure, yeah. I you take your garbage and you put it outside. Instead, I put it in the compost. It takes like about five minutes of maintenance a day which absolutely is something that everybody can afford to spend and it's 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 not something that you think about but something like plastic I feel uh, only when it, it makes an impact only when a lot of people make such changes yeah while, but see uh, that is the misconception like each person thinks that like there's a lot of people who need to do but every person if they just think about themselves I think that will create a very big impact that is going to when you stop thinking that what you know what is the uh, what is my little plastic wastage going to make a difference in the whole scenario uh, you need to stop thinking that and just think about your own contribution and uh, yeah. similarly so like each household if they think about their own thing that's going to make a big impact. Yeah, because unless so, a consumer doesn't demand for or change their habits, the companies or the businesses are not going to give you that. Like if you are demanding that I don't want plastic, it's a business wants to make money and they want to make their consumers happy. So it starts from us, you know, like so if we start changing our habits, it is uh, uh, all companies are analyzing this data and they are seeing what is the shift in behavior of the consumers and they try to cater to that. So it all starts from a consumer. We start, you know, stop thinking that what impact it is going to happen if I just save some plastic instead of that if they can actually start doing their bit instead of thinking the big scenario just do it from you know your bit and I'm sure it's going to change bring a very big change like you know there will be and, uh, and and it is happening like there is change happening and I'm very glad about it like this uh, behavior shift is being observed and uh, but yeah it will take some time for it to seep into the entire society but these conversations i think are important so people notice it and you know because after all it's for our own betterment like it's nothing that we are doing for the environment i think it is all for ourselves itself like you know it's going to right uh, 
Our children, children. exactly. And right now also, there is so much of uh, impact. Like you can notice the climate uh, changing so rapidly everywhere in every location of the world. Like, you know, so uh, it is affecting us. No step is too small. Wherever you can start is great. Um, And the next step would be, after all this, would be to see what other changes you can make that will have a bigger impact. And so you just go on. See, I started with just plastic bags, you know, giving up plastic bags too. So that's that's a good first step. Yes. My next question is, does your family value or understand the importance of your sustainable practices? And uh, do they participate or help you with it? They uh, started everything very reluctantly. But uh, now I've, like, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to inspire them to do this or make changes so that, but it's just establishing these small habits, like handing them a bag when they go to buy stuff, encouraging them to recycle. You know, I installed the compost and I said, put your garbage here. So um, they realized it's such a small change and if it makes an impact, why not? So they weren't very uh, thrilled about it in the initially, but they realized how simple it is. So now they do it. That's nice. And it, it's all about establishing practices like, uh, you know, you don't raise to the level of, I mean, just having awareness is not enough. Uh, that yeah. doesn't make you make changes. A lot exactly. of my friends know I do this, but they don't make, a, they've not made the change yet because they haven't established habits like that. Like you don't raise to the level of your ideals, but you fall to the level of your habits, right? Yes, absolutely. So it's all about establishing the right habits in your That's household true. and then it'll happen automatically that's true yeah so you are a mother to a lovely boy right these days like Mm -hmm. kids learn so much on sustainability in school uh i was just inquisitive to know that uh, these studies like do they drive uh, to you know to ask about your kid does it drive your kid to be more eco-conscious or is just like another another subject they are studying Frankly, I think there is awareness, enough awareness everywhere, including schools. So children are aware of climate change and everything. But until it starts affecting their immediate environment, yeah, or somebody is making this into a habit, either forced or from, uh, I think they know, emulate... or they're inspired by people around you, yeah, then true. it doesn't happen. Exactly. So, uh, children need to be inspired to do it. It's not enough that they are informed about it. Yeah, they are they're constantly observing things. So I think they need it. It has to start from us adults, and they'll observe that and emulate it in some course of time. Like, uh, so what are your thoughts about minimalism? And are you a hardcore minimalist? Uh, so see, essentialism, minimalism, all these terms we use now uh, but it's all about being mindful and uh, being aware and reduce your consumption generally so wherever you're headed as long as it's in the right direction it's it's good yes I aspire to be somebody who can be very happy with just a few things and uh, Uh, but did this thing come out of certain you know what do you say uh, uh, certain experience in life or it just like, you know, you wanted to embrace this as a part of a sustainable journey. It it started off with that. 
but uh, once you make changes and you see that uh, kind of making you a much more happier and contented person you try to do more of the same right. so i've realized that having less stuff is less clutter is so, better so then i see where else can i make that change um, the biggest uh, change that you can make is in reducing consumption right like Yeah. sustainability and other things come later like you know where can you reduce your uh, consumption so that that's important and then being more mindful and you know just spending time on things that are most essential and uh, and finally also buying less stuff mm. is what makes you but i have like a house house full of plants and i'm not a minimalist when it comes to that but then you know some things like i i am more mindful of what i bring into my house more or like what i bring into my life more like <laughs> yeah yeah right what right. i mean it's not just about stuff it's yes, just, yes. it's kind of relationship less is more or people whom you interact or, or just generally understanding that less is more and uh, you you shouldn't multitask too much and just concentrate on a few things that you value so all of this is related to i used to call myself an aspiring minimalist but i don't stick to that small definition anymore it's like you're trying to improve your life in many ways and they all happen to be in the same direction mm. of wanting True. less and being happy with less and yeah so all that i know right and yeah when you don't have much clutter it's so peaceful right you don't have much to maintain you don't much have much to uh, clean up the like you know it's quite peaceful in that way <laughs> yeah it is it is but uh, one has to realize by experience yes true okay so my next question is uh something uh, i would i'm very inquisitive to know from all the women uh because you know each one's perspective about this is quite different uh so you must have uh, you know you heard about the un sustainability goals right so in that one of the thing is social equality and and no gender bias so what according to you will create social equality and what changes you would like to make in a pretty much patriarchal society like it's i i wouldn't call it totally patriarchal it's cha- uh, time has changed and you know many men are uh, staunch feminists uh, including your husband and my husband but uh, still like what what in your view would be the change you would like to see see it starts with teaching the boys better yeah about women and and i think as mothers we are in a better position to teach them about uh, gender equality and how to respect women and everything so it starts with teaching the boys and secondly what i would also want men to do more of is take more joy in being homemakers as well actually the, see the thing is um this it's also unfair to them that they take on the role of these providers um and they take it very seriously but they also need to become more of carers and you know like what mothers do like all working mothers do that like they become not just carers oh. they also Absolutely. go and work and come back so i think if men take more joy in these things not only will it help women but it will also make their life more uh, i don't know uh, more purpose and meaning 
and it yeah. won't be all just work right yeah that yeah. will bring about a big change not just i mean i'm also looking at it from the point of view of a homemaker and like from what i see of course there must be many things one can do but what i see is something which is lacking is is this that men should become more of homemakers and carers too and we shouldn't be looking down on men who choose to stay home and take care of their families yeah. uh, you know even women are not very comfortable with that idea so yes. when these things become more normalized it's it's going to be much better i i wish for this to happen yeah you know that um absolutely that men become um more interested in uh becoming a loving parent as much as they like being a provider for the family exactly yeah and i think it's a life skill right you need to know how to even organize or manage your house because uh everybody should know that be it a woman man or you know anybody you know yeah. it's not just about learning to cook and doing the exactly. groceries and things like that it's just taking pride and joy in being uh looking after these things and you know or spending that time with your uh, family or taking that much interest in yeah. home life you know what i mean yes yes exactly yeah that's true in schools these days uh it's it's like you know they have this uh, cooking sessions they teach children uh how to cut vegetables and you know uh, how to cook basically in my like growing up in my school like i remember i think uh, we had separate activities for girls and for boys like you know yeah. uh, we were it was so gender biased like you know there were separate activities for each gender but yeah that is so true like if they are more involved in the everyday you know functioning of the house i think uh, that even they will value the importance and how much time it takes to actually manage the house and take uh, you know into account the preferences of all the family members and uh, yeah work according to it what is the simple steps or easy way to start for a beginner in making lifestyle changes to live sustainably like you said start with using your own produce bags yeah. go and look for stuff but more than all of this i feel that we need to concentrate on reducing wastage and consumption yeah so mm-hmm. that like like i told you earlier more bang for the buck changes are those like you know you know eat more plant based food uh, buy only what you will consume whether it's clothes or it's um, it's food make sure you Uh, don't waste anything i think those are simple changes uh it looks simple it's not that hard but yeah. like i said you need to establish practices and habits which ensure that you do and it's not easy like e- even me in spite of doing so many things uh i still make mistakes so i'll have to see i can't be hard on myself and say oh oh my god you can't be doing this see for example if i go see something and impulsively buy so if i realize i have a problem i need to think about how i can combat that impulsive uh, behavior so i can make myself uh, some rules saying that okay next time you like something you're not going to buy it right away mm. you'll wait for 24 hours and then buy yeah so you can make changes like that in habits and rules so that it makes a bigger impact and uh, and then look at the smallest change that you can make 
for somebody who hasn't begun and is suddenly inspired to, you can't start with like something big like composting or making enzyme cleaners. That might be too much and you'll give up fast. Yeah. So make the smallest change that you you can manage and sustain for a long period. It's like establishing any habit. That's why Start small, be consistent. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, that's pretty easy, right? Like you reduce your consumption, be more mindful of how much you're getting into the house. It's, yeah. Sustainability starts with reducing stuff and then yeah, comes recycling. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really wonderful. Very nice. Tip. So, uh, so being a home manager, what is the most difficult task you struggle doing? I tell you what, uh, I read about uh, this called, uh, this thing called uh, the cognitive load, the mental load on motherhood. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I wouldn't call it motherhood. It's not just women. In every household, you will find that one parent becomes like the default person who handles everything. Yeah. Is the default multitasker. So as a homemaker, I feel that this redistribution of this mental load on the homemaker is what I struggle with the most. I feel like sometimes I'm handling everything. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my friends this uh, anecdote. It's not a joke. It really happened in my house. I told my husband, please watch uh, uh, watch the stove. I have something to do. Yeah. So when I came back, the thing was burnt. He oh. said, you only told me to watch it. No, he was <laughs> serious. He That's said, you so only told me to watch it. You never told me what I'm supposed to do. And what color change oh. should I do something? Now, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, this is funny. I laugh yeah. too. But... Yeah. So yeah, I know it's quite annoying when it's happening, right? It's not just me. Like everyone can come up with, and it's not just, I wouldn't say only men do it. Or there, no, there no, is yeah. There's always this That's default true. person on whom everything falls. And how many times have you told yourself or, uh, you know, I have told myself, oh, it's just easier if I do it myself. I don't have to answer a hundred questions, right? So uh, I think we need to come up with a better way of handling these things where, you know, you can delegate responsibility and not worry about the nitty gritties. I think we also need to learn to let go. So if you ask me as a homemaker, that's my biggest struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> Dealing with this mental load of so many things. Like you just walk across, you'll have four things in your head. Like, oh, I need to buy this. I need to do this. So this is not done. But then, you know, you're constantly making a mental to-do list in your head. Like even if you physically write it down, you'll realize there are a hundred things that you're I, I totally and, can relate to you. Yeah. And most of it is unpaid and underappreciated stuff, right? The thing is, it's, I'm also doing it out of choice and I, I derive joy and uh, pride in doing it. And there is nothing wrong with doing it. Uh, I'm not expecting thanks, but I think there are easier and better ways of doing this when it's redistributed and then everybody can contribute even in a small way if you can work towards reducing the mental load on the default person i think it makes life easier yeah in, in any small way like sustainable small consistent way if the yeah. other person is contributing i i think even children like whoever you're dealing with yeah. if they contribute in any way even guests coming into your house if they can help you with that it's it, it's good that's true that's true Very that's nice. my biggest challenge <laughs> I know. I think but I feel every... I'm all over the place and I'm not like, I'm not able to concentrate on 
uh, I mean, I wish somebody would take it off my hand, but what? I don't have any idea of like, how do I delegate? What, to delegate? Like, what do yeah. I delegate? You know, there's <laughs> like, I want somebody to take over this load, but I haven't figured out a way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I hope you understand. Yeah, I know. Because see, uh, frankly speaking, uh, I, even when I was working, it was so difficult for me, like, you know, and my child was, my boy was quite little that time. So it was so difficult mentally uh, to focus in my work and be present and uh, present to his requirements. Like, you know, it was always a struggle for me. And and the total responsibility was taken by me. I might be, I never communicated to my partner, to my husband that, you know, I need help. Uh, so I don't really blame him. But because uh, I think women are conditioned like that, that, you know, it is your responsibility. Yeah, like, I think my mom true. used to always tell me, you are working, you go out work, but it is your responsibility to take care of your family and work. Like, so, uh, you know, that time I never questioned that. I said, okay, that is my responsibility. I have to take care of my kid and also focus on my career. But as, you know, years went by, I was like, why is this only, you know, these questions arise. Why is this only my responsibility? Like, even if it's a homemaker, because as you said, there is so much of, uh, you know, mental uh, burden on uh, for all these things. So, uh, there there has to be I think a different way where everybody's contributing and uh, I think sharing the responsibilities like of course if it's a small yeah, child child you can't expect but as the kids are growing I think they also need to become more responsible and uh, you know start contributing towards the home and the no, response I wouldn't say even children are too small to do that like you you can like do uh, now things. like uh, you know, how many small babies understand cleanup time in nursery? So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like if they start doing that as a habit, I think in 10 days, if you establish that as a habit, it's done. But one has to figure out like how to redistribute this work. And yes. women also, or the person who's taking it all on themselves. See, I've seen a lot of men do this also. Yeah. And that uh, there are working men who end up doing, taking a big load of, responsibilities in some okay. area even in my house I'm sure there are a lot of things that my husband fully has to take care of which I don't contribute towards right, at all. Right. it starts with communicating if this is becoming a problem yeah. an issue communication you, is the key yeah, yeah. True. so you have to figure out and talk about it and um, figure out how you're going to deal so as a homemaker I feel like I have a lot of mental load but then you know I need to let go and I need to talk and I need yes. to tell somebody that this is a problem. So, and I need to also, my, maybe there are so many things that I need to take over from my husband. So that was great, Anu. I had so much fun conversing with you and, you know, getting to know how you embrace sustainability. And uh, you gave very nice practical tips, which will be very useful to all our listeners. So thank you so much. So uh, yeah, just tell us how can we find you, where we can, uh, where people would like you know, if they want to read your blogs or uh, know you, how can they find you or where can they find you? Um, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you as always. This is no different from our usual um, yeah. conversations about all of this. Um, as far as where to find me, I'm not there on any social media. Uh, so, But I do write an occasional blog about all the things that I like 
also about minimalism and uh, uh, sustainability and all of this. Uh, I've I will send you the um, link to the website, my blog blog, yeah. and I also have a newsletter where I share uh, things oh, nice. that I like, articles that I like, stuff that I like. So I have like a newsletter. As of now, this is once a month. Okay. So if, uh, if people are interested in these topics, they should check out my blog. That's great. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes so they can actually go yeah. and access it. Yeah. There aren't that many yet, but uh, it, I just okay. started it recently. That's a wonderful Hopefully initiative. will find it interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've read a few of them and they're really interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, that was great, Anu. Thank you so much once again. Bye. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and felt motivated to take action or keep going on your efforts. It is not necessary to make a change all at once. One small step at a time and we can make a big impact. If you found this initiative helpful, then do subscribe and review it so it can motivate more people to join this green revolution. Any suggestions to progress in this sustainability journey are always welcome. You can write to us in the email provided in the show notes. See you next week with a new insightful episode. Same time, same place. Bye.